of you uh, weren't here when I was here last time. You haven't heard me before. I'm a whole, I'm a whole man. There's a whole lot of you. It's, I love that. I've been got, just give you a little very quick intro to me so you can relate to me as a person, not just as the, the, the person up here with a microphone in their hand. Um, I am a, a Perth girl born and bred with a, an Italian heritage. My father was an Italian migrant and uh, I went into ministry in 1992. So I've been in full-time ministry now for uh, 22 years doing mostly what you see me doing tonight. I was in a unique position where I was trained by a prophet in the ministry of a prophet. And so a lot of people I know in the prophetic ministry are like your pastor. They, uh, you know, have been ministering in there alongside their responsibility in the local church, but I've just been, been doing this. And so I uh, now live in Sydney under the uh, senior leadership of uh, Phil and Chris Pringle there at C3 Oxford Falls. Um, I'm married to a tall, dark and handsome angelic visitation called Damien. Uh, and I'm a late bloomer. I, I, got, I got married in my early 40s. And uh, I tell people that I'm the preacher, he's the Christian. He is a, a good, he's integrity on legs. He's also the, the clean, I call him the clean, lean running machine. My, my husband is a full-time runner. He is an architect by profession, but actually stepped out of that back in April to pursue his dream of being an elite runner. And so uh, if you're on Facebook or Instagram at all, get on my page and you will, you will see images of my husband in full flight. So, um, so anyway, there you go. That tells you, tells you something about me. And so let's get with the program right now. I just, uh, really believe God's going to refresh you tonight. I believe he's going to position you for the next season. I do believe it's a new day. I had this interesting vision when I was on the plane flying in here of, uh, of a person of a person t- taking off clothes. Of a person now, it, don't worry, it wasn't dodgy. It was kind of very generic kind of image, right? You know, it wasn't sort of like anything, you know, do 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 do. But I just had this vision of some. I thought, what's going on there? This person changing clothes. And the Lord said, the church is getting changed. The church is getting changed. If you want to know what season you're in, you're getting changed. And, uh, you know, I, I know some things by information that, um, you know, that have been shared with me just of your most recent seasons and, and things that have been going through. But I, 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 uh, as I'd been praying, I had this picture of literally of the birthing of the new baby, but I saw it in its rawest state. And who knows that when a baby, when a baby's born, okay, how many of you girls have, you know, you know the process? How many of you guys have been there? Yeah, been there. Look, who knows? It's a bit messy. Yeah, yeah, so it's, not, it's not, you know, terribly pretty. It's, it's a bit, it can be a bit bloody, you know. It can be a bit, let's just call it as it is. And, but God wants you to know that you are entering into your new day. I believe with all of my heart it's a new day. And I'm not, so you know, I'm not the kind of prophetic voice who comes and just blows wind up people's kilts. You know, I, I, I really, it's, it's not in anyone's best interest to just come in and yada, you know, whatever, yada, 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 yada. yada. I really do believe with all of my heart, church is getting changed. So, oh, we got, we got, the, we got the air moving. We've got, it's all happening here. But look, I want to share from Matthew chapter 25. But before I do, I'm going to drink to that. And then, oh, look, it was all ready. Obviously, there'd be sweaty people up here before. All prepared. Hey? Okay, you know. <laughs> I was just about to drink out of the microphone. 
Thank you. Right now, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, right now, I yield my tongue to you. Let it be as the pen of a ready writer. Father, I thank you for an open heaven and open hearts. Lord, I just thank you that, Lord, the hearts here tonight are good soil upon which the seed of your word is going to fall, Lord, and it is going to germinate and it's going to grow and that word is going to bring forth much fruit. Lord, 30, 60, 100 fold. So, Father, I don't know each person here tonight by name, but you do. And I don't know what each one is personally going through in this season, but you do. And Father, I just pray that you will take what I say and just apply it personally and intimately to each person right where they are. Lord, I thank you for a spirit of revelation here tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way and have your say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Actually, I just remembered my, I've got to give you Brooke and Gerard's love. Okay, love from Brooke and Gerard. They're the couple that look after Pastor Mike when he's at Oxford Falls. So if I've got to do that, I'd have been in trouble. Let me read from Matthew 25. You might know it as the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. And I'm going to start from verse 1. It says, In the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. So you got the picture. Let me just get just let's get the picture here. It's one of those old style lamps. You know they had the wick suspended in the in the oil. That's what we're we're talking about here. And so it, you know it wasn't just they didn't have the you know ever ready battery torch situation. It was like the, those hurricane lamps I'd imagine, just the oil and the, the wick suspended into it. So They took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Verse 7, which I want you to highlight, underline, just lock this into your, uh, your thoughts tonight. It says, then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. How many of you read your Bible off iPad out of interest or out of your iPhone? I'm actually going back to hard copy. And I tell you, I, I tell you what, there has been a study which I can confirm that you don't have to retain as much, they have discovered, reading off a screen. There's been some studies lately. But what's more, I don't know about anyone else, I get distracted. I'm on there reading my Bible. The next thing, it's the checking the emails. I, oh, no, that reminds me of something else. Then I'm checking my bank balance and then I'm ordering something off eBay. Before I know it. So (laughs) there you go. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. You know, this parable is often shared in terms of the differences between the wise virgins and the foolish. You know, that's the point of the parable. But this verse jumped out at me recently. And it's this. It's the thing that they all did the same. That all 10 of them did something. And they did this. It says they all trimmed their lamps. They all trimmed their lamps. It goes on to talk about how the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should be not enough for us and for you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. And so We're going to look tonight at verse 7. All those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. I felt the Lord say to me, it's it's time to trim the lamps. 
It's time to trim the wick. The trimming of the lamps is actually referring to the trimming of the wick, the cutting of the wick. And so it's the same goes for a candle. If you've got a candle, you know, burning at home, who knows, there comes a point you really should be trimming that wick, you know, for a whole number of reasons, which I'm about to share. But I believe that the word of the Lord tonight is it's time to trim the wick. So when there's too much charring of the wick, time to be trimmed. In the Greek, the word trim is the word cosmio. And what it means is to put in proper order. To put in proper order, to set in order. Some dictionary definitions. It means to prepare, to clip or cut off the unnecessary, the hindrance, the excess. To clip or cut off the unnecessary, the hindrance, the excess. I'm just praying tonight that the Holy Spirit will illuminate to each and every one of you personally what area of your life you might need to trim. What, what is it tonight for you that needs to be just trimmed? I'm not talking about chopped down necessarily. I'm just talking about a trim. It just needs to be cosmio, just put in proper order. I mean, for some of you here tonight, just could be a matter of things that you're giving your time and attention to. For, I mean, perhaps for some of you, it's a matter of words and language. I mean, I, I don't know why, but I, got, I slipped into this habit this year of just starting to kind of uh, just speak a bit negatively about my husband. I mean, just with him there. I'm not talking about behind his back. I mean, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I, I, I tend to think that it was kind of a spiritual thing I just kind of like succumbed to because there is no reason to pull my husband down. He is a really, really good man. And, and, and in fact, it got to the point one day where he said to me, well, that wasn't very edifying, was it? He says, aren't you, meant, aren't you actually meant to be lifting up your husband? He said, aren't you meant to be lifting up your husband? I thought, you know what? He's dead right. What am I saying? I've had to trim it. I just had to trim it. Same goes for words that I would say regarding uh, our financial situation. We relocated from Adelaide, which is the cheapest city on the mainland Australia to live in, to Sydney, which is the most expensive. We did that relocation five years ago. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been financially, it's been, it's been a stretch. Talking about that stretch, I cannot put legs up on, on pulpits anymore. I am sorry. You, you're, no more stretches. I don't know. I turned 40-10 and that was it. No more legs up at 48, 49, 40, 10, just in case you're wondering. And um, I, I, can't, I can't put the leg up there anymore for a whole lot of other physiological reasons. So you are very honoured. If you ever witnessed that message and the leg on the pulpit message, I mean, just consider yourselves privileged because that don't happen anymore. No more repeat performances. So, so I just, people would say to me, so Vicky, how are you? How's things in Sydney? And my, 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 my first thing would be out of my mouth would say, expensive expensive because we'd gone from owning a home to, to having just to you know rent an apartment we literally the amount that we would spend weekly on our rent was the same as what we spent monthly on our mortgage on our three-bedroom house in Adelaide and now we're in a one and so the comeback was immediately expensive expensive I felt the Lord say to me trim it Vic trim it I just had to take, just, now I just, I'm, I'm praying for self-awareness because I can't tell you tonight what that area is that you personally need to trim. But it's in your best interest to trim the wick tonight and just, I don't know what it is. Maybe there are some relationships. You know, sometimes there are, there, there are people who just aren't really in 
our best interest. There might be some sort of toxic sort of uh, component to that relationship, you know, and it, the fact of the matter is that there are times in God where we just need to do a bit of trimming, not necessarily totally sever the relationship. Sometimes we do, but sometimes it's a matter of trimming of the time that we spend or just a trimming of the measure to which we give ourselves to that relationship. I mean, maybe you have to start trimming in the area of your spending. I don't know. Maybe trimming in the area of your eating, um, talking to self. Um, I don't know. But, but well, I'm, just, I'm just offering to you tonight, I'm offering to you tonight just the broad possibilities of what this might be, how it might apply to you. Matthew chapter 5, I want to speak this prophetically over you as a church and as a leadership group tonight. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. There's a number of things I want to share on this. Let your light shine before men. Trimming of the wick is key to your light shining. Actually, the first benefit to you trimming the wick is a clearer flame. Because if you don't trim the wick, it gets all dark and sooty. And that soot, that black stuff accumulates and it starts puffing dirty smoke. And God doesn't want us to, to, to our light to shine in that way. He wants us our light to shine in such a way that men would see. And when you're puffing dirty smoke... And when that, that flame isn't clean and clear, they're not seeing your light shine. Isn't it? It's, it's interesting. You would think that a flame was a flame was a flame, that a light was a light was a light. No, there's measures and degrees. And there are things that you can personally do to ensure that your light shines brighter. And I was thinking, you know what? In, in context of the church, I mean, the life of a church, this light only shines to the measure that the, that the light of God shines out of the individuals in the church. Do you realize this, this light has, this place, this, this church has no light as, uh, apart from the light that each and every one of you are carrying. And, uh, and, and last night when I was praying, I had a vision like of the landscape of your city. And the church, it was like it had been, I had this picture of the church. And, you know, it was there, it was present. And, but, but it was like it had just sort of gone a bit, how can I put it, a bit dull. It was just a bit of a shine had taken, been taken off it. You know, there just there'd been some smoke puffing over it, and there'd been, you know, some just some things some, that had taken place just to try and wash it into the the landscape. But God wants it to pop again. And and what I saw coming was a church that was bright, that was shining, that was evident, that was yes, it's always been present. But you ever walked into a place, you know, and there's been some dirty smoke around the place? You ever been in, into a, you know, a kitchen and it's like you got the, you know, the, the stains up the... But, you know, now it's time to trim the wicks. Trim the wicks that the light would be clean and the light would be pure. And it's just, honestly, it's just an indication of time. You know, it, often it's just an indication of time. Things accumulate over time. And if we don't change it, nothing changes. God doesn't come along and trim your wick for you. The big clippers of heaven aren't going to descend and trim your wick. It's something 
that we have responsibility for, that we actually have to take account for, personal account for, no matter what area of our life it is. What are the things that are cluttering? What are the things that are distracting? I mean, I really do. I mean, I, believe, I, I love social media, but I have to be careful that it doesn't totally clutter and draw of the best of my energy. You know, I can get kind of... I did a psychology test uh, last year, year before, uh, and they ascertained I have an attention span of 10 minutes. My husband's response was, what, that long? That is literally what he said. How rude. He thought it was closer to five. I thought, it's very mean. Yeah, so, so something like social media can just be, for me, an incredible distraction. You know, it has to be, kind of, have to be a bit more intentional and perp- you have to set aside time to actually, you know, rather than just being whew, the first thing. Once upon a, there was a time there and I just sort of wake up in the morning, the alarm would go and I'd, first thing I'd do, just, just have a quick check of Instagram. Have to trim the wick of that stuff. Have to trim the wick. God wants your light to so shine in such a way. See, the flame has been there all along. Nothing wrong with the flame. Nothing wrong with the light. Nothing wrong with what God's doing. But the wicks that represent our lives, our souls, our condition. God wants us as leaders to take responsibility and be accountable for the condition of the wick. Those things that that, God, God, that you see, the the purity, the clarity of the flame is dependent upon. That, that, that wick being clean and soot free. So let your light shine in such a way. I tell you what, else the benefit, <coughs> one, another benefit of trimming is that, uh, so I said it produces a cleaner, brighter flame, number one. Number two, produces less soot because sooty lamps make everything else sooty. Isn't it amazing? Sooty, sooty lamps make everything else sooty. If I'm a bit sooty, can get on other people. Yeah. Number three, it reduces danger. It reduces danger. You see, the flame gets smaller when the wick has been trimmed. The flame, you see, when the flame is uncontrolled and the flame gets higher, it can start burning things like your curtains. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And so when we start to trim the wick, it's just keeping... It's keeping things safe. Keeping things safe. When you don't trim your wick of dirty attitudes, opinions, words, unforgiveness, sin, you end up being a dull, lifeless, puffing, dirty smoke lamp. I don't know about you. I don't know. I don't want to be like that. Anyone else? Oh, getting quiet in this place. Oh, mamma mia. And this, I love this point. I love this one. The fourth benefit of trimming your lamp, trimming your wick, is fuel efficiency. Fuel efficiency. A wick not properly trimmed loses its power. doesn't function effectively or efficiently. A clogged wick fails to draw on the oil in the right way. Do you hear that? A clogged wick fails to draw on the oil in the right way. Trimming lets the oil flow. Trimming lets the oil flow. And you know what? Sometimes we don't actually join the dots and we don't make a connection. Perhaps something we need to trim. Someone here tonight, in actual fact, I'm saying you need to trim in the area of like the, the, your uh, nocturnal hours. It's like you're, not, you're, you, you're a night owl, but, you know, I'm seeing you on video games. I'm seeing you kind of like you're doing stuff at the computer. Uh, 
late, way, way, way into the night. And you need to trim it. You need to trim it. You're wondering why you're so flipping tired. I'm telling you why you're tired. You're not sleeping enough. And, and in, 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 not making a connection between, between that habit, whoever you are, and maybe this can relate to a number of you, you're not making, not joining the dots because that can affect you spiritually. You're going to be you know, your most effective self when you, you're, not, you're not sleeping enough. You know, you know some, I notice myself, I'm very strict with what I eat when I'm uh, ministering. When I go away on a ministry trip, I'm, uh, I'm very strict because I've learned that my energy levels are greatly affected by what I eat. So I don't, you know, I don't eat sugar stuff, sugary stuff. I don't, you know, I, I, I really cut back on, on the carbs. And I eat pretty, I just eat pretty clean, just sort of like meat and veggies and just because, and I'd show I trimmed it. I love that other stuff. Don't think I don't love it. I love it. Don't think I'm a, a food saint. I'm far from a food saint. I'm, not, I'm Italian. I love to eat. I love to eat a lot. And food is love to me. You know, food is love. And, uh, and so, but you see, I realized that I couldn't minister and function effectively in my gift and I couldn't serve the churches that I go to in the best possible way if that area wasn't trimmed. Now, you wouldn't think, oh, it's the ministry that you're receiving. Is that directly related to what I eat? Yes. Some of us don't join the dots. We don't realize that trimming one area is actually going to bring a release, a flow of the oil. The oil is going to flow. Less, I require less energy. I don't have to kind of push through the fog. Now, Sunday nights is when I let it all hang out. Sunday nights, the ministry's over and I'll, I'll celebrate because I know I've got a few days to recover before I'm preaching again. So what is it tonight for you? What is it so that you would, the oil would flow, you would shine in such a way, so your light would shine in such a way. Hey, that you would be a part of the new day in the life of this church. What is it for you personally? I'm praying the Lord will put his finger for you. For you. What is that? Some of you, it's confirmation. The Lord's been talking to you about making some changes, some adjustments, perhaps in the way that you spend your time. I don't know the, the things that you say, just in areas of your heart, trimming the wick. I mean, areas of, of unforgiveness, your attitudes. We, I mean, us as leaders, more than anyone, we have to be on top of that stuff. We have to be on top of that stuff. Now, I'm Italian. I have a thing called a mafia spirit. I don't find forgiveness easy. That has not come naturally to me. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, but I know this. There is a direct relationship between the state of my soul and what my life looks like. I remember having a whinge to the Lord a few years back. Who knows what it is to enter into a new year and you're all excited because this is the year. This is the year my family's going to get saved. This is the year I'm going to have that breakthrough. This is the Anyone know that kind of feeling? And I remember going from one year into the next and nothing had changed. And I'm like, Lord, you know, 2006, I mean, I'm talking like 2006 probably. 2006, Lord, it was a great, you know, it was, it was a good year. It was a good year. Nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened, but yeah, nothing really good happened either. You know, it wasn't like... All this stuff I was hoping would happen, nothing happened. And the Lord said to me, as clear as anything, he said, Vicky, nothing shifted in your life because nothing shifted in your heart. And the heart that you don't see, I mean, your life, sorry, that you see is actually a reflection of your heart that you don't see. And so for some of you, it's heart stuff. 
It's heart stuff that needs to be trimmed. What is? Can I have to ask the worship team to um, return, please? So maximum light without wasting fuel. Mate, that's an offer too good to refuse. What do you reckon? Too many of us are tired in this 21st century Western society. Don't know, Mum, Mamiya. Yeah, I think your attention span's not that great either. They start moving, everyone's going. Hey, the thought of maximum light without wasting fuel, getting optimum results. Some of you are just burning up too much oil. Just burning up too much oil unnecessarily. What is it? What is it that you need to trim? Are you tired, cranky, burnt out? Come on, let's trim the wick. Doesn't happen automatically. What do you need to what do you need to cut? What do you need? Some of you this some some of you just need to cut some stuff out. You really do. You need to just cut some stuff out. Just cut it out. Just cut you know what I'm just a couple of people here. You know what I'm talking about. Cut it out. Just cut it out. Because I tell you what, it's not in your best interest. It's not in the best interest of those around you. And you don't want it. Don't settle for less than the best of what God's got for you. Really, you know it. You know it. It's destroying you. Your sin destroys you. One well, of the first things I learned in New Christians class, sin destroys my sin destroys me. Come on, deal with it. Deal with it. Do what it takes. Do what it takes. Confide in, confide in, in, in a leader. Tell a pastor. If you're bound up in something, you can't get set free from. Come on, get some help. I do a class in longevity and ministry for our Bible college students. And I'll tell you what, what's my key to longevity in ministry? And I reckon this is one of them for me, is that, that I cry out for help, and I cry out for help early rather than later. I do. I'm not too proud to, 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 to tell people I need help. I, I, need, I need help. I need, I need you to stand with me. I need, I need some ministry. I mean, you ask Pastor Mike. May I have screamed down the front of our of our church, the woman of faith, the prophet of God, there on the ground getting, getting set free. You know what? It made a way for others. Because there were others that made a way for others on our staff. Oh, it's, it's okay for Vicky to do that. Oh, I'm going to get in on this too. I know some others that night, sadly, who came and who left because they were afraid of getting embarrassed. They were afraid of being humiliated. I tell you what, don't you know that I gave them what for when I found out? Because I tell you what, the... the you know, we, we, we want to we be here. We want to go the distance. We, we want to, we hey, fulfill all that God's got for us. Shining. Let your light so shine in such a way that men would see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. I'm see, I tell you what. See, Bay City Outreach Centre, in this season of reinvention, in this, in this season of getting changed, I mean, the objective is that you would shine on the landscape of, of your community. Shine. In Hastings, shine, pop, pop. Oh, oh yeah, we know you've been there, but oh, that's right, you're there. You are there, absolutely. Like never before, like never before. Father, right now, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're speaking to us. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God. I just want each and every one of you, just just connect with him right where you are. Oh, Holy Spirit, oh, Lord. Oh, let your power fall. Oh, Jesus. 
Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, you're here, Lord. Oh, you're near, Lord. Oh, speak to us, God. Speak to us now. Oh, we hear your voice. Oh, we hear your voice. Oh, it's time to trim. Oh, yes, it's time to win. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. You know, the Lord's giving us a strategy tonight. It's a strategy. He's giving you a strategy for your future, to be positioned, to be ready. I hear the Lord saying, don't settle for a dim light. Don't be content with a dim light. And so tonight, if you know that there's something you've got to trim, there's something you've got to trim, whatever it might be, only you and God might know what that is. From the smallest thing to the biggest thing, it doesn't matter. If you know God's speaking to you, I just want you to stand right now, right where you are. You know there's something, it's time to trim. For some of you, it's words. For some of you, it's an attitude, a heart thing. Might be a habit. Just might be what you're giving your time to. You know, sometimes it's about exchanging something that is good for something that's actually better. Some of you, the thing you've got to trim is something good. I'm hearing the Lord saying there are some things, some good things some of you have to actually trim to make way for that which is better, for the better, for that which is best. You know, it's a step of faith to trim. It's a step of faith. You might think, oh, it's going to hurt. You might think, oh, what's it going to look like once that's gone? Once that, once that's gone? I tell you what, every single one of those benefits is yours tonight. Just, I want you just to lift up your hands to heaven. I want you, first of all, to picture that thing. Picture whatever it is. Picture whatever it is. You know, it might be more than one thing. That's quite all right. Not too much. It's not too much for God. You can have the whole candelabra there. It doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever you know that needs to be trimmed. I just want you to do business with God right now. Right now, just in this moment. Bring it to him. You might have to do a little bit of repenting. You just, I don't know, a bit telling God you're sorry. Just making a commitment in your heart. Holy Spirit, mm, let your oil flow, Lord. Yeah. Ooh, the cloud of your glory. Oh, God, your presence is here. Oh, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now, I'm going to get you a little bit of prophetic action. Because, uh, you know, the, the, the trimming the wick requires some scissors. Requires some scissors. And some of you think, oh, what is she doing? What's she making us do? Look, just trust me. Just trust me, prophetic action, when we just do something in the natural to actually, it's like enacting something that's happening in the supernatural, something that's happening in a spiritual place. And this is your first step. It's like in doing this, you're making a commitment to do what you need to do, the steps that you need to take in the natural. So just hold up the scissors. That's it. Hold up the scissors. That's it. Just be careful what you do with those fingers, right? Just be, okay. That's it. You got them. That's right. That's it. That's it. You got the idea. That's it. Right now, I'm going to pray for you. Right now, right now, Father, in Jesus' name. There it is right now. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing, 
I thank you, Father. There it is right now. God, we're trimming the wick. We're trimming the wick. Father, those things right now that have to go, those things right now, Lord, you're convicting us of. You're speaking to us about. Father, in Jesus' name, we're trimming off the soot. We're trimming off that dead part. We're trimming off that which we don't need anymore. We're trimming off, Father, that relationship. We're trimming off, Father, that attitude. We're trimming off those words. We're trimming off those habits, those excesses. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Right now, right now, Lord. I thank you, God. God, the oil, the oil is going to flow. The oil is going to flow. Free, Father. Freely, freely. Thank you, Lord. Maximize oil. Maximum light. Clarity of light. Purity of light. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship.